Hello and welcome to the Making It Podcast. I'm Arthur and on this podcast I like to talk about entrepreneurship, business and a range of topics related to self-development. Today, as you've seen by the title, I'm going to be talking about university, which I think is such a fundamentally unique and impactful experience in your life if you choose to go. And if you're listening to this, it's likely that you're either at university or you are choosing to go. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow wherever you get your podcasts. But let's get into it. So university, if we think about it, it's perhaps you moving to a different city, living on your own for the first time, being away from the friends that you grew up with and went to school with and went to sixth form with. It's probably the longest time you've ever been away from your family probably the first time you're moving out of your family home and also probably the first time that you're being so independent and so I think it's good to think about the different facets of your life that it's impacting and kind of take that into account when you're either on your way to university or you're already there and you're looking to kind of get the most out of it and also look after yourself during it. It's definitely a growing experience and and with things that get you out of your comfort zone and are growing experiences, it's also good and wise to expect the growing pains and try to look after yourself despite any difficulties that you might face. So I think whether you're heading to university or you're heading back to university, this would be a really good episode to listen to, to get an idea of things that you can expect tips that you can utilise and ways to prepare yourself. And so I think this episode is hopefully going to be really useful to anyone heading to university for the very first time or anyone heading back to university having already experienced a year or two of it and looking to try to get the most out of it. I think having started university a year ago... I've learned so much and it's definitely had its highs and lows as expected with university or maybe as not expected. Maybe some people don't know that it's definitely going to come with some challenges. And especially this year being, which means most courses are going to have a mixture of in-person and online teaching. Whereas for me last year, it was completely online. And so obviously the cons with being online, I think they're kind of two main ones. The first one being, it can be harder to understand your content. It's harder to connect with your course mates, even meet your course mates. It's harder to just ask that random question that in a classroom you'd be able to ask and your issue would be resolved within a minute. It's harder to do that. And you're definitely just teaching yourself the whole content. So the actual education aspect of it is quite difficult. But I think the second part of what makes online learning quite difficult is the social aspect of it. You're not travelling somewhere to break up your routine a little bit and see a new building in your university site and meet your course mates and meet your lecturer and actually have that in-person connection to things as well as having something to structure your day. And so I hope this year is really great with the mixture because whilst there were those cons to online teaching, 
there were definitely also huge pros. I mean, the lectures being recorded there made it so easy to write your notes in your own comfortable space. It was easy to speed them up, repeat them, do them in your own time. Although definitely don't let yourself fall behind. But the pros are definitely there with online lectures. And it's likely those will be the ones that will continue to be online while seminars are in person. But I guess kind of prepare yourself for the pros and cons. And also I think what's really important with this episode and with all my advice is tie it back to your own self-awareness. Try to figure out what works best for you. And so with every piece of advice or every tip I give, take that how you want. I think in terms of the education side of university, definitely join your course group chats. Join any in-person societies or groups that allow you to meet course mates or meet like-minded people. If you hear someone does your course, try to make friends with them. Try to suggest going to the library together. Ask them stuff. It makes it so much easier to hear how other people are getting on. The same things that they're struggling with, the same progress that they're making or not making on your upcoming deadlines. It is just so helpful to have that tiny bit of in-person interaction. Although this year I hope it's going to be as much as possible. And I think with exams and hard times, which are a very big stressor on your mental health, but an expected and non-negotiable aspect of university... It's really key to put yourself in the best position to do well. And I guess I could mean that in any aspect of university, to be honest. With your food shop and your physical health, put yourself in the best position to do what's best for you. If that means having a schedule so that you have specific times where you'll go to a certain food shop and also you'll have set times where you're cooking or maybe you're meal prepping or maybe doing dinners with friends. I think systems really help you stay on track and look after all the different aspects in your life. And so with exams and the unavoidable stressful periods, here's my advice. Definitely plan well. Definitely create routines that work for you. And also visualise. And visualisation definitely sounds like a weird one to advise. But I've spoken about it on my podcast, so definitely check out the visualisation episode for more detail. But the gist of it is that hard things can be enjoyable. If you know what your upcoming month or your upcoming week looks like, and honestly, you're dreading exams or writing an essay that day, using visualisation was majorly helpful for me. If you know what your upcoming month or week looks like, and honestly, you're dreading the exam or the essay that you have to write you can definitely use visualization to help you so what I mean is visualize you waking up the day of your exam you're gonna get ready you're gonna then go sit in the library you're gonna study you're gonna take the sips of your water you're gonna maybe have your five ten minute breaks on your phone you're gonna be typing you're gonna reach one word count you're gonna reach another word count you're gonna read this article which puts you on a tangent for 20 minutes but then turns out to be quite useful. And then you can visualise you proofreading your work and submitting it and being done with it. In university, there's going to be so many deadlines and essays and exams that you do, where if you're a bit strange like I am, you'll literally be thinking of ways to get out of it. Like, oh my God, someone just like 
giving me this emergency that means that I don't have to do this. Like, sounds a bit weird, but you understand it. I mean, that huge resistance that comes with getting started on a project or revising for this exam can feel so, so intense that you're really just looking for any way out of it. But you can definitely change the perspective on these hard times. And I'm not saying you're going to change your perspective to to always fully enjoy it. But you can definitely change your perspective slightly to recognise that you can get through it. You can enjoy doing the hard work. You can enjoy writing the essay that you're currently so lost on. But in a few hours time, maybe you've actually gotten really passionate about it. And you've ended up in this weird tangent that you're really enjoying. Like, all these hard things at university, they can be fun as well as being hard. And they can be satisfying and they can be rewarding. And obviously not everything is going to spark joy. There might be some modules that you're really just so bored of. But you can choose to change your attitude and your perspective. And I don't mean this in, like, a force yourself to be this fake and overly positive person. But I think because you don't want to have to suffer and worsen a hard time already by building up this extra resistance to it and thinking it's going to be just so insufferably awful, slightly try to change your perspective and try to view it as more of a satisfying, rewarding type of thing. Break it down, set yourself little goals for it. Try to make it as bearable as possible, if not enjoyable. So definitely listen to the visualisation episode if you want some more information about that. But generally, also try to take care of your mental health all year round, especially during exam seasons. Now to kind of talk about mental health even more, because that's definitely the most important aspect of university, I would say. It's really awful that so many people struggle with their mental health in general, but especially at university. It's changed in a lot of different areas of your life. You're maybe missing home you're missing friends, you're insecure about new friends that you made or haven't made. It's relationships, it's your actual education, it's living alone slash living with people. It's the newfound independence and control over what you eat, when you work, when you exercise, when you go out, everything. And it can definitely be overwhelming and a bit stressful. So come into university aware of that. You're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, You'll be feeling so happy and content and loving with the people around you. And then other days, you'll just feel a bit, ugh, like not so good. So kind of expect that duality and that balance with everything in your life, but also with university especially. So I definitely wanted to talk about that because as we're growing up, university is seen as such a growing experience and it definitely is that, but you're going through something quite difficult and out of your comfort zone that forces you to grow and it is so impactful in your life because it is hard in some aspects and it's you getting over those hard aspects and getting the benefits from it that are worth it but can come with some challenges so I think if you already know what kind of triggers your mental health what kind of things make you feel bad sad mad or you think you need to try and develop some more self-awareness, maybe get out a journal, ask yourself a few questions about what makes you sad, what makes you stressed, what makes you overwhelmed. If you can know what to expect from yourself, you can know how to support yourself. And so definitely try to gain that self-awareness about your mental health 
And from that, you can figure out what you can do to make your life as easy and happy as possible. You hear the typical advice of reach out to your support system, reach out to friends, family, all that kind of thing. And that's definitely valid because everyone comes to university and it's actually a bit weird how we all go through the same thing. Like there's not one person at university who hasn't felt lonely, hasn't felt sad, hasn't missed their home a little bit, hasn't felt a bit stressed and intimidated by the whole experience of it. Like there's not a single unique emotion that you're going to feel at university. Which personally I thought was quite nice to have this collectiveness and this comfort in that if you one day were vulnerable about feeling sad or lonely, there will be people who will relate to you and will express the same feelings. And so yes, maybe reach out to your family, a therapist maybe, your friends, but also you can reach out to the people who maybe you're living with in accommodation or the pe- the friends that you've made at university. But I know that with feeling sad, lonely or upset, it's important to accept it. There's going to be positives and negatives and so let it out when you feel those emotions like cry about it journal about it take care of yourself take those showers that are oddly so so effective at wiping away that like emotion i think it's something to do with like the water maybe the vibration of it whatever but showers are actually incredible to just give you a nice reset but something with this that i'd advise is in general i think when someone's struggling with their mental health there can be these habits that form. It's like the first domino of it is you're feeling sad. And so the second might be that you listen to sad music as well. And then maybe it's you're also staying in bed for a lot of time. And then maybe it's, well, you're feeling so like overwhelmed by this sadness that you don't want to take the time to cook yourself something. Or maybe you're not even hungry, but it would just make you feel comforted to eat something. And then you end up eating more than you would actually need or want in that scenario but it's just a comfort tactic at this point I think there's obviously very valid moments to go to the kind of comfort mechanisms that you've always done and know make you feel better but I think with emotions that arise whether it's sad angry lonely upset it's like a hill you begin to feel the emotion it begins to rise feel a little bit more intense And at some point you'll reach a peak where once you've passed that peak, you will start to feel better. You will start to get over that emotion. It's only natural. And something I'd recommend is resisting the urge to sit in that feeling for an excessively prolonged time. So hear me out because I know that when you're feeling sad or any of these emotions, you really do just want to wallow in it. And it's really tempting to continue in that state. But I think the reality for it is, if you've let yourself feel the emotion, you've felt present in it, and the worst of it has passed, whilst it's tempting to put on that sad music to deepen your sad emotion and to stay in your room, you can alternatively close the chapter on that feeling and change something about your environment to do something positive for your mental health. And I think with mental health, it's quite tricky to talk about sometimes because 
it sounds dismissive when people tell you to just go for a walk or just take a shower or journal about it or just talk to a friend, which might not feel like what you want to do at all. But I think with this is, it's not a suggestion to suppress your emotion at all, because I think it's so important to feel it and give yourself that time to accept what the emotion is and how it's making you feel. But I think from my own experience, I mean, very recently I was on a train and this was like a four or five hour train. I was feeling sad for whatever reason. And I was listening to sad music and I was just getting a bit upset. You know, just staring out the window, low key, like, okay, main character moment. We love it. But there was a point where I randomly decided to go on my phone and just turn on a podcast. I wasn't even particularly interested in it, but I just turned it on and it kind of changed the category of what I was thinking. So before I was just all in my head, feeling quite sad. And then I changed that sad category to just, now I'm going to just hear this story from someone. And it oddly was super effective and it just took me out of my own head. And it reminded me anything that I was sad about, which funnily enough, I can't even remember now. It's so easy to be up in your own head and make things feel like bigger problems than they actually are. But getting that little bit of perspective, oh, look, there's another person out there like on this podcast telling me about their life story. It's just nice to get that different perspective and nothing will be the end of you, even though in that moment, maybe it's that upcoming deadline. You're like, no, no, this is going to be the end of me. I've literally done nothing towards it. Or no, no, I feel so lonely. Like no one's invited me out this night. Like I've got no friends. Nothing is ever going to be the end of you. None of these problems or these emotions will ever be as big as you think they are. And you've definitely got the strength to get over them. And so what I think is, if you've passed the peak of that emotion, definitely not before it, definitely wait until you've felt the most of the emotion, then you can change, then you can do something different to get yourself out of that environment. Maybe it even would be most impactful and effective if you completely changed your physical environment. Maybe it's you're feeling really sad and down in your room, or bundled up in a duvet, for example, in the dark, and then you decide, okay, I'm going to shower, I'm going to get into some different clothes, I'm going to literally go outside, go on a walk, get some fresh air. All of these things will, will make such a good impact on you. And so I think with this advice about mental health, I'm not recommending dismissing your mental health, I'm not recommending dismissing your mental emotions, but mental health and dealing with these emotions that arise, it's also like a bit of a muscle And if you can put in certain habits or systems that consistently make you feel better and make you feel more happy than sad, maybe that's doing something you really enjoy, listening to music that you enjoy that's like quite upbeat, or cooking a meal, or going for a walk, or going to the gym. All of the things that we all know are really good for your mental health and they release these amazing endorphins that make you feel so happy and good. If you can build a system at university of making sure that your weekly, daily routine has some of those actions, you can be proactively creating those positive feelings in yourself that will not only make you feel so much better when you are feeling down, but they will also probably make the likelihood and the amount of times that you feel 
extremely down, lesser. And so try to prepare yourself to be in the best possible position. Have a little bit of a think now of what kind of things do you do now that you really enjoy that always make you feel so happy. It could be the most simple things. It's probably the things that require you to be quite present in your actions. Something like if you're working out, you have to be quite mentally present in that. If you're cooking, you have to be using your hands and really focusing and that's where your action is. Those kind of actions, whatever it is for you, have a think about them now and prepare that when you go to university in a few weeks' time, you're going to put these in your schedule so that you are putting in that effort to take care of yourself. And as always, I'm always going to recommend a journal. I think writing it down is so helpful. But you can also speak to your university. Definitely don't think that that's not an option because they expect that students are going to have these problems and so you can definitely tell academic advisors these things. And I think for you, you, you'll kind of know, like, who would you want to reach out to in a circumstance like that? It's completely up to you. Um, If no one at all, okay, but sometimes it is really helpful to just go on a walk and maybe talk to a friend. So on the mental health front and on the front about exams and hard times, I think just definitely try to take care of yourself as much as possible. I mean, being independent at uni, perhaps it's the first time that you've ever been away from your parents who normally would be taking care of you. Definitely put in that effort to make yourself feel as good as possible, as often as possible. And I also think it would be good to talk about friendships at uni because there are definitely cases where people come to university with a lot of friends that they knew from secondary school and sixth form. And it's kind of like one big family and they come to university and they've still got that support network. But for others, you come to university not knowing anyone and having to kind of start from scratch with making new friends and figuring out who you want to be and how you want to spend your time. With friendships at university, I think it's a really nice area, especially the first year, because everyone is so open to making new friends. A lot of people are in the same boat where they haven't come with any other friends. And so you could ask anyone to, let's go out for a walk. Let's go to this restaurant. Let's go to this party. And the likelihood is they're going to say yes, because everyone is looking to make friends. And so it's easier to kind of reach out and put yourself out there because it's likely going to be well received. And I think with friendships, it's also nice to realise there could be kind of different categories for different friends. I kind of sometimes think about it in terms of like a pizza. There's different slices and there's different friends for different needs. And of course you can have one friend that like fulfills most of your needs, but that can be quite rare. And it's quite nice to also have diversified friends to give yourself as much of a diversified experience. For example, you might have that friend who's on your course And so you guys are really good friends, you love chatting, but they can really support you and you can really support them when it comes to talking about your course and relating. Or maybe you have the friend that you live with and so they're your flatmate and it's nice to have that like daily contact with them, ask them, oh, what are you cooking today? Or, oh, are you going to this party? Or blah, blah, blah. Just general living together things. Or maybe you have that friend who you love to go out with. She's like your social friend. Because there's so many different categories in your life, you can make friends in those different sectors. 
And so I would definitely recommend that. It definitely helps to have a wide range of friends and put yourself out there as much as possible. And if someone seems really interesting and you've just met them and you're like, wow, like this person seems like someone I could be friends with, get their socials, follow up, like ask them if they want to go out with you, invite them to things. But I also think know the kind of person that you are and if anyone doesn't really seem like your kind of person or you were friends with someone and you're not quite enjoying it as much as possible, like, don't feel stuck at all. The friends that you'll meet in the first few weeks or the first semester, by the time you're in your final year, you might not be friends with them and there'll be a natural progression of you making other friends who are more your kind of vibe and more related to things that you do in your day-to-day life. And it's, like, very natural how this change happens. And I think what's also quite common at university is feeling a bit lonely and a bit perhaps left out with things. Maybe it's... You see some people have these friendship groups that seem so perfect and you're like, how have you gotten so close so quickly and you're all going to the parties together and, like, having all these cool experiences? I try not to compare yourself to those people because... One, like, you never know. I literally have had so many stories of these friendship groups which from the outside look like they're all getting on so well. They're all doing these, like, 15, 20-person activities going camping or going clubbing or partying together and it all just seems really fun and, like, they get on so well. And then you hear from them that, actually, there's so many problems within that friendship group and they're not getting on well and it's weird and cliquey and people aren't actually liking it and they wish they'd made other friends. There's honestly a silver lining and I think kind of just trust yourself and trust the timing of the people that you're meeting. If you're continuing to kind of stay true to who you are and the things that you like to do, you're putting yourself out there, you will meet your kind of friends. And I think with this is heavy emphasis on like stay true to what you want to do and the kind of person you are. I remember once really realising this. I was in this kind of friendship group doing this like yoga course and I didn't always feel like I connected super well to certain people or like I was fully like a set member in this group and one day I just was going with the flow I was feeling a bit sad and there was this extra yoga class and I didn't know if anyone was going to go to it in those circumstances it could kind of apply to anything if you find an opportunity And you're, like, naturally curious about going to it, but you feel that, like, oh, no, I don't want to go alone. Who can I, like, drag along with me? Or, like, who would also be interested? Sometimes it's nice to just go alone and do those things because you never know who you'll meet. And so I did. I was feeling a bit sad. There was this yoga class on, and I randomly wanted to go to it. And one of the girls in that group also went to it. And it was nice to kind of have that one-on-one time and speak to her and get that experience with her in a way that I wouldn't have in the typical bigger group. And we kind of spoke about emotions and we were literally both feeling the exact same thing. Both feeling a bit tired with the experience or a bit lonely. And both of us choosing to do what was best for us and what we naturally felt a pull towards ended up in us connecting even more. And so I hope you kind of understand from this example that I'm trying to say, when you do things that you naturally have a pull towards, maybe it's you're researching the societies at this university before you go and you're like 
oh no, I feel a bit anxious going to this thing by myself, but I'm really interested in it. If you just go there and put yourself out there, there's also people who, from a different perspective, they were in the same position as you, thinking about this one event and this one society, thinking, oh gosh, I really want to go to this. I don't want to go alone though. Damn it, like, I would just have to go alone. Like, everyone who you meet, maybe a society, for example, since I'm liking the society example, every one of them who have showed up that day has been in their own little world thinking, oh, I really want to do this thing. Bit awkward, or maybe they're feeling a bit nervous about going alone. But they all choose to do it. You all come together, and you've all connected over this one thing that you're all naturally really interested in. Like, you can't always rely on other people to be interested in exactly what you're interested in and have that same enthusiasm. I mean, even if you did have a friend who was like, yeah, I'm quite interested in yoga as well, and you're, like, really passionate about it, and you both came to this event, yes, you might feel a bit relieved, like, okay, now you don't have to go to this thing alone. But then you might find that you stick to this friend more and you don't connect with these other people who you would actually really get on with because you're both equally as interested in this yoga thing, for example. And I think this kind of leads me to my weird random point, which I didn't know what category to put this in. But I kind of just wrote down, take the action, which initially sounds vague. But at university and in life in general, there are times where you feel a gut instinct to do something and it's a pull towards something and you you don't really know why it is. It's almost like a magnet pulling you to something. And like another weird example is maybe you've just done an all-nighter and you're randomly like, I kind of want to go to the gym. You just need to go for it in that moment. Like, you've gotten the, like, intuitive gut feeling of you want to go to the gym. You just need to go for it and take that action and not overthink it. Or maybe you've just gone to a party. There were so many times like this, I'd I'd been to a party, literally come back to my room at 7am and be like, I kind of want to do a lecture. And it's, like, really weird. There's no, like, logical reason for it. But you're just like, okay, fine, I'm just going to do it. And I think those moments where you're listening to what that gut feeling is saying can be really fun. And I think they make life really magical when you've got these inside moments with yourself. It's almost like a, um, like an inner communication that no one else can see. And when you're thinking about it and you're like, wow, I could have done like the typical thing. And I mean, after a party, no one's really thinking, let me do a lecture. Most people are like, okay, time to go to bed. But when you do the thing that's not very typical and it's quite unexpected and random, it can feel quite cool and it can build that further relationship with yourself which ultimately is the most important relationship you'll ever have. And being at university is a lot of being with other people, but also it's a lot of being alone. So it's a really good time to get comfortable having fun with yourself, going to things by yourself if you feel interested to do so, having those fun, random moments with yourself, strengthening that relationship with yourself. And it's Mel Robbins who has this five-second rule where she says, if you feel this pull to do something, count down from five seconds. And when you reach that one second, you need to get up and do that thing. And if you never take action on these things, you don't know where your life could be. Had I never gone to that yoga class, I never would have realised this person who is in the exact same friendship group as me, who I didn't feel like I connected to, also felt the exact same way. We both felt that strangeness about the friendship group we both connected really well we both were feeling the same things during this like three week yoga course it really could relate to anything I think just 
don't take too much time to take the action. Just do something if you feel that pull towards it. And I think that's what really makes university really magical. If you can open yourself to make these friends who you never expected to make and you're feeling so happy and you share such a unique experience with them. And if you take care of your mental health and if you put your all into the education, there's so much that you can get out of university. And so, of course, university this year and perhaps the years after this might be a bit strange with hybrid learning. But I think try to see the silver lining in all situations and maybe shift your perspective and realise things will turn out for the best. Perhaps now you're thinking, oh, damn it, like, I really want to be friends with this friendship group. They seem so cool. And then months will go along the line and maybe you're feeling quite left out. You're like, why am I never invited? And then months will go by and you realise you would have been held back if you were in that friendship group or you wouldn't have met the amazing people that you did meet if you were stuck in that friendship group. And so I also think don't force things. Often you can be trying to get the very most out of university, which you should definitely try to do, but that gets to an extent where you're trying to force things that just aren't meant to happen for you. Maybe you're not meant to be friends with that person. Maybe you're not meant to get into a relationship with that person. As you realise things in university, and I hope it works out 10 times better than you could have ever imagined, I hope you realise that everyone's journey is unique and everyone goes through different things and wants different things out of life. So try to stay as true to yourself as possible. Look after your physical health, look after your mental health. Put yourself out there, make friends. Get into those relationships if you want to. Stay single if you want to. Focus on your education. Seriously focus on your education because that's kind of what you're here for, as well as these other things, of course. And ultimately, I hope you really enjoy university and I hope it's perfect for you and I hope it's the right thing for you to be doing. I think also kind of just stay open and aware of opportunities. Always be researching things because deadlines will pass. But as long as you're making sure that you're always trying to get involved with a society or a sport or going out to this place that you want to go out to or talking to your course mates, looking into your future careers and looking at opportunities you can get involved in now and looking for those internships or those networking opportunities. If you can try to find a balance and systems that work for you, you'll do well at university. And so I really hope this episode has been helpful. If you do find it helpful, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you follow the podcast. And again, thank you so much for listening to this. All the best. Bye.